0: Thank you so much, sponsors, and thanks to all of you for choosing to tune in today. I am so pleased to welcome to our show, Andy Simons. Welcome. Thanks, Deb. We need to let people know this little tiny background that... You had come in, you were volunteering at the share
1: Yes. And I had nice. come
0: in to be volunteering as well. And you came in and you, we were talking about the show. Actually, it was even before that, though. We donated, my husband was, and I, a bunch of stuff. And you came oh, to the house, yeah, wasn't that's it? that's what it
1: was. Yes, yes. That was for a, a different uh, Operation Christians Child fundraiser. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and you were talking about the show. And I'm like, we need to get Andy on the show. Like, we need you on here. Yeah, and here you it, are. Yeah,
1: it was, it was great. And 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 even more background is your husband Steve works with, with my wife, Julia.
0: Which that goes back, it's, Julia, it's, probably a long time ago. Like I'm thinking, 15, oh my gosh, 15, 15 years, years ago. Like yeah, And so yeah. the irony of this whole thing is when you and I were talking, it's like all of a sudden, like, it was like the puzzle pieces, rink, 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 everything started, you know, filling in.
1: Yeah. And, and all in God's timing, it's so amazing. Those things that could have been, those links that could have been drawn together those lines that could have been connected years ago, but they didn't need to be. No. And then when the timing was right, everything just went poof and fell into place. Yeah.
0: God's perfect time. It, yeah. And isn't it true that it really is God's perfect timing? Oh, absolutely. Always. And when we trust in that, we just know when we know, right? Yes. And yes. I, I a lot of times I can't even think of how many times God has closed a door that I've been like, Lord, why are you closing that? And then all of a sudden here opens something else or it's down the road and yeah. it's so much better than it would have been.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, I was I was joking with one of my pastors um, just a couple of weeks or a few weeks back. I said it was like for the last two years, I've been being like, oh, God, this is really on my heart. I want to do this. I want to do this. And it's been like, no, pray, wait, prepare, pray, prepare, pray, prepare, prepare. No, not yet now. No, not now. And I was just I'm chomping at the bit. And then all of a sudden like first of the year it was like go go now go now <laughs> it was like know, and everything just like <laughs> it was like the doors that were slammed shut in my face six months ago now are flying open and I'm getting a kick from the backside shoving me through, you know?
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, we're going to talk about some of how he's really, really augmenting the time right now. I was just writing down, pray, prepare, pray. I'm like, oh, it's the double P's. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's, there's something around that. So let's let people know that maybe haven't had a chance to meet you through the station. A little bit about you, your background, just so yes. we can sort of set the tone a little bit.
1: Yep. I was... Um, I was raised in a very conservative church, w- wonderful church, got really rooted in scripture, but I kind of jokingly refer to it as the first church of the Pharisees. Um, <laughs> it was uh, one of those where it was all about the rules and nothing about the heart. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't say that, very little about the heart. And I guess the way I describe my, my testimony of coming to know the Lord is I spent the first 17 years of my life 12 inches from heaven. I had everything up in my head and nothing in my heart. Mm. And actually, um, through, I used to work at a Christian radio station up north, and I had met a friend of mine from high school. We had kind of reconnected, and I pulled her aside at a, a fundraiser up there, and I said, I have to share with you, you, even back in, when you said you were an atheist, you were the one who got me thinking about my life and got me turned around. Because she had said at one point, you're not mad at God. You're mad at God's people. And to be mm-hmm. mad at God, and, and she said, if there is such a thing as God, to be mad at God is pretty stupid. Especially when it's her, your, his people you're mad at. And it got me thinking. And, you know, God uses those seeds that are planted and it grew and grew. And, and um, then she started laughing. She laughed right in my face. And I'm like, Robin, I'm serious and she's like no 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 she said you're the reason that got me thinking about god because i saw the angry angry boy the one of the most angry miserable people i knew all of a sudden become one of the softest sweetest people i know mm. in one summer and i knew there was something real about god wow only only god can take that and just you know it's it's just the world would say it's ironic, yeah. but it's it's just a God thing because so there's no God. other explanation. You know, <laughs> it's
0: right. It's you just brought me back to this moment in Kenya and and not to, to make this about no, me, yeah, but no, it no. reinforces what you're saying. That I had gone, let's just say I went on one mission trip yep. and I, my PTSD was so bad that trip, right? Mm. By the time I had come the next time, not only had I been starting to get health for it, but I had accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, yes. like really accepted him, right? And yep. got baptized in the spirit. And one of the pastors looked at me and said, God did a miraculous work in you. He literally said, God did a miraculous work in you. So when you just said that, yep. I'm like, amen, like this yep. is what it's about.
1: Absolutely. And and that's why God chooses to use broken people. If he used the people who were at the highest echelon before he ever touched them, then they would get the glory. But when it's broken people that like, in and of myself, I am nothing, but... When God gives me a task and I do it, it's all him. And anyone who knows me knows it's God because it's certainly not Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The
0: more we get ourselves out of the way and move the Lord in, the better everything is. Right. We just know that.
1: Yep. Exactly. And
0: I think that that is part of the when we talk about the journey of the walk with the Lord. Yes. That is so much it because there's. We, as human people, we want to have as much control as possible. And if I can control Mm -hmm. everything, then I can just move all this other stuff out. Well, guess what? What I have learned in my walk with the Lord is the less that I control, the more he moves in. And that's when the amazing things happen.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's a management seminar I went to years ago. The guy said the biggest obstacle to doing great things isn't bad things. It's good things. Because we try to do good things in and of ourselves, and we're trying and we're struggling instead of letting God pave the way in front of us and mm-hmm. just walk in the path. Wow. Well, I mean, not so that it's simple, not work. Yeah, right, but yeah. it sounds simple, but yeah. it,
0: it, it, it's actually hard in some ways. Absolutely. Because it's the we hardest have to thing to do. Right? What's that surrender?
1: Yep. And the pride thing that we so have to lay down.
0: You start to get to know the Lord. Mm hmm. And take us from that point in the journey to now, because there's a lot that happened in between.
1: Yes, yes, there's a lot. Um, I, I'm trying to figure out what it, there's several things I could share that everyone will go, wow, I can't believe you made it through that. But like one one thing, for instance, um, my fiance was killed and that was devastating, to say the least. Um, Matter of fact, I didn't speak about it for several years, Um, and in that, the part of the healing, again, a God thing, where part of my true healing from that was a friend I was co-counseling with out out in New Jersey, um, licensed counselor, and he called me up and said, you need to talk to this girl, she's, you know, you know her, we've been counseling with her. And she's just, she's at the end of a rope. And I was like, well, that's for you, not for me. And he said, no, he said, you've walked her path. I haven't. And so I met her for coffee and we visited and I shared, you know, she shared her story again. And, and her, her, her fiance was actually killed two weeks before the wedding. She had to make phone calls to tell people, um, either cancel your tickets or you can come for the funeral if you want. Wow. So, I mean, she was obviously devastated and I, I don't want to say rightly so, but you know, I mean, yeah. it's understandably so. And, um, so then I shared my story of my fiance being killed because, cause she was kind of stuck in that. You don't know how it is. You don't know what it, and I said, yeah, actually I do. It's something I haven't shared with anybody, but yeah, I do. This is and I shared my story and she looked at me and in kind of that thank you, I think kinda of, anyway, she says, Well, if you can make it through that, I certainly can. And I was like, Oh, well, thank you, I think. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. But,
0: it, she she meant it with every yeah, intention yeah, that yes. it was intended to be. Yes,
1: yes, she meant it. She meant it for good. And it was one of those things that it was at that time. It kind of, the light bulb flicked on in one of those Awana verses of, you know, God, um, I, I'm drawing a blank on the, on the reference right now, but, you know, God takes the things that are intended for evil and he turns them into good.
0: Romans 8.28. Thank It's you. a Romans Thank 8.28 yes. moment. This is my, yep. I feel like the show could be called Romans 8.28, right? Y- yeah. Because yep. <laughs> so many of the things that people have experienced, God has now turned them to good
1: exactly
0: because as you're sitting here talking about this there's probably somebody else listening who may have been through a horrific tragedy and here you are talking about it and you've already started helping other people and that's just one piece of your journey
1: exactly that's just one chunk one chapter so to speak and um god is really it's funny because that's that same friend of mine who's since gone to be with the lord but um he said something that really rattled my cage at the time as I was, you know, we were talking about losses and things like that. And I had said, you know, Oh yeah, I've lost, you know, I was 20 at the time. And I said, Oh yeah, I've lost about, um, about 25 or 30 friends and about seven very, very close friends. Like people I see more than once a week and interact and go and do things, things like that. Um, in modern, no cell phones at the time, but in modern times, they would have been at the top of my list in my contacts, you know? yeah. And um, he just looked at me and he said, you know, I went through three tours in Vietnam and you've lost more people than I've lost. And I was like, oh, wow. And then he said the words that scared me to death. He said, I wonder what God's preparing you for. And for me, it was just, you know, my burden to bear, my whatever. And I was like, preparing me for you mean it's gonna get worse you know of course is what I'm thinking at the time because yeah. I hadn't really you know I I had had my spiritual healing but not my my physical healing so to speak and uh, yeah it was so you know then I kind of tried to focus on okay well i God's got something big for me and I know that and that's good but I hope this isn't just to build an endurance to deal with this because you know it, you get to those yeah. points where where you literally pray to God, you know, Hey God, I know you're, I know you're honest. I know you, you you would never lie. I know your word is true. It's literally and, and proverbially etched in stone, you know? Um, but you promise you won't give me anything too difficult for me to deal with. And this is too difficult. Mm-hmm. So I either need less circumstances or more grace and, uh, in my case he usually gave me just more, more grace. grace. <laughs> yeah.
0: Can <laughs> he give you more grace? Yes. Because uh, of course he knew you're supposed to be here talking to other people. Yep. That's yep. what he does. Exactly. It and had I
1: really not good. gone through that, I wouldn't be able to say been there, done that. Right. Yes. You know, um you know, that being said, if you're looking for the guy with all the answers, look elsewhere because it's not me. Right. And um you know, this is it's not a, you know, here's the three things you need to do and everything's better. Or, or you know, the, oh, I don't know how to put it without sounding like, the cliche of give it to God. Mm. Not that give it to God is wrong. That's absolutely correct. But in the real world, it's not helpful to a person who's going through a traumatic event or processing a past traumatic event. You have to give them something, okay, that's fine. How do I give it to God? What does that look like in my day-to-day process?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, giving them tools to cope with these things. Um, and And again, I'm learning more through just every well, just life, you know every day life teaches you something. Absolutely. And um, you know, like you say just clinging to those promises of, of God, of, of, you know, him turning, working together for good, you know, to them who, those who love him. And I just, it's, it's that hope. And I guess that's where, that's what I really want to offer people is, you know, there's hope. Yes. You know, there's those of us who have walked the path ahead of time, ahead of you that, we've come out of the woods, so to speak, you know, um, are there still bad days? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's some days that are harder than others, but it's still a, an issue where, um, God just takes you through that. Mm -hmm. It's like one of my, one of my dad's, uh, favorite songs was an old, um, Southern gospel song song, I'm trying to remember, I don't remember the name of it, but basically it's sometimes God calms a storm and sometimes he calms you. Yes. yes. And, uh, and kind of the, the echo of that, in my mind anyway, is God doesn't necessarily promise to calm every storm but he promises to bring you through it.
0: Yes, absolutely. And he's not going to bring you something, too, that he can't walk you through. Like A- it's, absolutely. It's all of the above. Absolutely, And I love that you're bringing up some of these cliches because one of the things, like obviously you've just started to talk about some of the traumatic events that you've had, and we know that there are many. Mm-hmm. I love that you're bringing up when someone is processing trauma or has been through trauma, even when they know the Lord and know they can rely on the, ro- the Lord, trauma affects the amygdala <laughs> and yes. it affects the hippocampus. I mean, there is yep. research. It, we've taken photos of the brain, right? We know yes. that it, it responds differently. So if someone is responding through that through the amygdala and there's been trauma, they're seeing it through a trauma lens.
1: Absolutely. And so
0: even a phrase that normally might land... May not land because it's being seen through a trauma lens. And I think you and I can both validate this as individuals who've experienced trauma. So I'm really grateful that you're bringing this up because I think it's important for people to understand that dealing with trauma, it's very unique. It is a very unique thing to be dealing with. And so... I'm curious. I don't know if there's any other, other traumatic events that you want to share. Or do you feel mm-hmm. like you've shared what you want to share on that? And we'll kind of start talking oh. about uh, a little bit more around that.
1: Yeah, somewhat. Um, there's just one other thing, just like I was sharing um, with the Celebrate Recovery group that I, and uh, that, that's kind of a, that's a di- whole different story. But, um friend of mine called up and said hey guess what um this is on a tuesday evening guess what Um our our normal leader for celebrate recovery isn't there you know most of the guys you've been there a couple times you know with me starting my group and and uh so um how'd you like to lead celebrate recovery this tuesday this thursday like "Mm, okay sure why not (laughs) you know (laughs) it's like so anyway what um i I forget where i was even going with that but anyway um I, i had shared with them that um that Memorial Day is very tough for me. Um, and, you know, most guys in the service will tell you, Veterans Day is for me. You know, Veterans Day are f- is for the ones who came home. Memorial Day is for the, is the ones who didn't. You know, and, and for me, even now, you know, the stuff that was you know, 30 years ago, it's, it's difficult, um, you know, especially, especially so the, the couple guys I lost that were under my command at the time. You know, it was... My decision was what made them not come home. Um, I shouldn't say that, not directly, but you know. I understand. You know, I, I had I had the authority to say, "No, nope, we're not doing this. We need more guys." But being young and arrogant, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you just you, you plow through and you do what you got to do. Um, so that was Memorial Day is always tough for me, um, even now, and it's just one of those one of those things that you just work through and. And deal with as it comes up, and and uh, matter of fact, actually, the toughest thing for me was the fact that um, when I when I got out of the hospital a few months later, um, and got back to the states, I had I visited the widows. I um, know it's fun because both of both of them said, "Oh yeah, the guy said you'd be here," even though I wasn't officially their their commanding officer. It wasn't my place. But I felt like I owed it to them. And both of them thanked me for bringing them back. Mm. Just because, you know, some, so there's so many people um, in the service that sometimes it's just a missing in action, killed in action, and that's all you get. Yeah. There's no, you know, you, I mean, not to be overly graphic, but basically you bury an empty coffin. Yeah. You know, and that's... And they were so grateful to me. And to have them thank me was heartbreaking, to say the least. Um, but had had a wonderful time sharing with them and just, you know, mourning with them and telling them, you know, telling them I was sorry, but I was grateful for their sacrifice, yeah. you know.
0: And it was with authenticity. You At- meant it. It was on your own accord. Like, I think that talking about the healing place mm-hmm. i think that is one of the biggest contributors to people healing
1: yes yes absolutely and and that was i i felt back because both of them i was i was you know just tears flowing down my face and whatever and you know got big hugs and all that and and um actually actually the second one was was a god thing too i'm not using names so i think it's okay but um the second one, she had actually given birth to their first son after um, her husband had passed, and um, she she gave him to me to hold, and and I just for I don't know for some it just kind of one of those God things where it just kind of came out, and I just said a quick blessing over him, and gave him a little kiss on the forehead, and she just started bawling, mm-hmm. and I. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't. She's like, no, no. She said, God told me that the the day I went into labor, God said, this child will be fine. I have my hands on this child. He will be sealed with a kiss. And I didn't understand what he meant until just now. And both of us just—I'm now. Know, I've got it right now. right years, there on my arms. Thirty years later, yeah. goosebumps. See, guys, here I'm holding my arm up yes, to the mic yeah, so you yeah. can see my goosebumps. We all know you can see this yes, at yeah. home. <laughs> my my arm
0: on my is 10 up, and Andy's just the same. Yeah, way. It's yeah. Just it's amazing. just
1: just um, amazing things that God does in our brokenness. Yes, you know, and, and a healing moment for both of us at the time as well. Yeah. At least you know, not that we both were just instantly over it, right. but um, just a real. A real good time.
0: Well, and a reminder of God's presence. Like all of these things, I believe we have this amazing God who he wants to laugh with us. He wants, he does all of these things with us and it's just amazing. So I know that because of these experiences you've had and praying into this, Mm -hmm. you were waiting, waiting, waiting. And all of a sudden the Lord gave you the full speed ahead. You are actually starting a support group. For people who've experienced trauma, let's talk yes. about that a little bit.
1: Yes, um, it's um, it's interesting. I've been, I've been praying about it for a long time, and actually it was in the middle of the night is when, when the name came to me. You know, typical, uh, my grandpa always taught me, if you can't sleep, pray. And then that way, if it's a stress-related thing, and, you know, you'll relax in God's presence and sleep. If it's an attack from Satan... As much as he wants to keep us tired and off of our game, he would much rather have us sleeping than praying. So that prob- <laughs> exactly. problem two solved, you know. And then uh, when I wrecked my knee, uh, he said, you know, if you're, if you're praying, if you're in pain and you can't sleep, pray for other people who you know are ha- having pain issues. Mm-hmm. And it gets your mind off of you and your pain and on to other people. Yes. And again, the healing presence of God. Yeah. Um, But anyway, um, was praying one night and I was trying to think of a of a verse that kept running in my head, and Psalm forty one kept coming up. and I and I was like, no, I know it's not Psalm forty one; it's a hundred and something, and there's a four in there. But you know what? Anyway, um, finally, I I was it was bugging me to the point where I got up and said, okay, Psalm forty one is just echoing in my head, and I can't hear anything else. So I need to, um, basically, I, I got up and looked it up and Psalm 41 verses one through three are blessed are those who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers them in times of trouble. The Lord protects and preserves them. They are counted among the blessed in the land. He does not give them over to the desire of their foes. This is my favorite part. Verse three, the Lord sustains them on their sick bed and restores them from their bed of illness and um basically i i called i called the the group forty one after psalm forty one uh-huh. um because I guess my favorite part is the fact that God doesn't promise you life is going to be all roses it promises you if you are in your sick bed he's gonna sustain you uh-huh. if you're stuck in bed like I was for ten eleven years it's it's okay. He's going to restore you from that sickbed. And there's that that hope that's there and that promise. And we all know God's not a liar. He wouldn't have put it in there if it wasn't true. Right. And, and, and that was the NIV version, by the way. And some people... Nearly some, emphatic some, version? Yeah, 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 yes. There you go. <laughs> yep, yep. That's, Sorry,
0: anybody. No, that, no that's no, fine. Anybody that's around five, we, we get this all the time, right? Like, yeah. Which version are you using? Yeah.
1: Yes. Which version? There's a, a lady in my church up north used to read, use the Amplified Bible. So every once in a while, when she was showing me something, I would tease her and be like, "The Sea the Lord," because am <laughs> it's, amplified, it's Amplified. You know, I love she, it. she just, yeah, she. <laughs> so I, I love this. So
0: Psalm 41 becomes the inspiration for this. Yes. Tell us about this group. Does it meet weekly? Where does it meet? Who can come to this?
1: Yes. Um, it's open to all adults um, just because there might be people sharing some pretty traumatic events. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that would be I, if I don't think it'd be appropriate for kids to be there. And I know myself, I would share differently if there were a 13 year old in the room. Absolutely. For instance, um, Or maybe not even share some things. Right. Um, So it's open to all adults. We're meeting Thursdays. It's going to start Thursday, July first. We're meeting at six thirty at the uh, Calvary Evangelical Covenant Church, or no, (laughs) Covenant Calvary Evangelical Free Church. How about that one Um, in Bagley? And um, coffee time will start at six. We are asking that people let me know. Um, if you are attending, just so we can plan refreshments. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're not commit. You're not obligated to come if you if you let me know you're coming, or if you don't want to let me know, you don't you don't have to just come. If you, at the last minute you decide, no, I'm coming, come. It doesn't matter. It's you know simple head simple head count for for purposes of preparing. That's right. all.
0: So. We, I want to let people know, too, that there will be a therapist present yes at this. Because yes. I think for those of us that have worked in the trauma area, we know how important. Sometimes things start coming up, yep. and depending on where people are at in their journey, sometimes something comes up and it can activate, and people may need a little more support even right there in the moment. So let's yes. just let people know that as well. Yes,
1: yes. Derek Hool, um, uh, counseling teacher at um, Oak Hills, he is going to be there. And um, that was the whole nother God story. But that's that's for a later time, I guess. And um, yeah, so he's going to be there. Um, He's going to be mentoring me as well as just being there for those those issues. Um,
0: And I'm really grateful for that, because that was one of the first questions I asked you. Will there be a therapist? I've worked with their trauma groups. How do people get in touch with you?
1: Um, You can email me at Andy at 41usa.org or go to the website um, 41usa.org. We're also on Facebook under 41 USA and Instagram at 41 USA and Twitter at (laughs) 41usa1.org. I love this. (laughs) And we should probably
0: encourage people to go read Psalm 41 again, 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 right? Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Andy, I'm so excited about this journey and I'm excited that to see how God's using you. Yes. And he has now taken this journey that you've been on to bring other people to healing. So thank you so much for coming today to talk Mm, to us.
1: Thanks for having me, Deb.
0: It's been amazing. So, Andy, thank you so much. Thanks to all of you for choosing to tune in. Check out 41usa.org and get more information about this incredible group that's getting started. Please remember to live joy and share joy. Live joy.